Alright, good morning. This is not a trick. Alright, you guys need to be praying for a lead pastor, but you also need to be praying for someone second in line too. Um, Zach is not gone anywhere. I mean, he's gone today, but he will be back. He had some family uh, obligations, uh, and somehow that put me next in line. I don't understand how that worked, but... No, uh, now he uh, came to me with the idea of a youth Sunday, and I was pretty excited about it, and the teens were excited about it too. Hopefully you saw, you know, we see some at the door every now and then, but it's, it's going to be really hard to follow what these girls did up here this morning, and I really, really appreciate them. A couple of people have asked me, they said, oh, you're preaching this morning, and I said, well, preaching is a pretty strong word for what's about to happen, so. <laughs> but I did want to just kind of inform the church on some things that our youth group are doing, um, kind of what plan I take for our youth, so I've put together a few things. Hopefully, you will stay awake long enough, but um, I, I did put together this talk uh, and it was about 20 minutes, and I had Zach look at it, and it's come out to be about three hours. <laughs> we'll, we're going to be serving some uh, food later on, so just stick around. All right. Well, you know, who is this guy, right? So who, who is this guy up here talking to us? Some of you know me, maybe most of you know me, uh, but I just want to give you a little bit of history about where I came from. You know, when I was younger, my Ina, some of you know her as Billy Ann, uh, faithfully would pick us up in Tazewell. My mom would get us ready. We'd head out the door, and she would take us to church when the doors were open. Uh, you know, I got saved in a Sunday school class that was held in a, in a single-wide trailer out in a parking lot that was taught by uh, my aunt, June Trent. Uh, and and uh, I got, attended Awana at Calvary Baptist Church in Tazewell. I got my Timothy Award. Uh, yeah, I'm going, to go, I'm going to go for my citation at some point. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of work, and I'm trying to raise four kids at the same time. My grandfather, Kenneth, actually taught my Sunday school when I was in uh, middle school, too, in the basement of a church. You know, I had a good foundation, right? And that's what this is kind of about, and foundations are important to build upon. And our church does a pretty good job of reaching out to young kids and Awana and stuff, and we're trying to build those foundations in the kids that we have here. You know, later on in my life, I met Rhonda uh, in high school, and we dated for what she considers a very long time. <laughs> you know, and I became active in her church. Uh, Travis Cantrell's mom, Joyce, who's here. I think she's the first person here every Sunday morning. Uh, and Rhonda's mom taught preschool, and that's kind of where Rhonda and I started helping. Uh, and we moved to Community Heights when Grace was born because of what this church is doing with kids. You know, and we're not the only couple that's come here to this church because of what you guys do for kids. You know, a lot of people have come here because of Awana, Sunday School, Children's Church. Our VBS rocks it every summer. Uh, and so that was a big attraction to us. So we came to Community Heights. Somehow Al and Jesse talked me into helping in the nursery for a while. Uh, Rhonda helped out. And then we decided we wanted to help out in areas that didn't involve uh, diapers and vomit so much, so we kind of moved away from that. You know, when Grace hit the sixth grade, Craig Robinson came to me and said, hey, 
man, we, you really need to bring grace to, to real life. And I said, you know, I do. I really do need to do that. So we hung out with Craig Robinson for a while. Uh, he was amazing with the uh, group of kids he had up there. And whenever he le- Craig Robinson left, Craig Barber came to me and said, hey, um, Craig Robinson said that you would probably be the next guy to lead our youth. And I laughed and I left and then we, we uh, prayed about it. And uh, I really think that's what God had in, plan- uh, in store for me, for now at least. And I hope that uh, I'm doing a good job for the church, you know, and the Lord has really led me. But I say all this to say, I say all that to say this, you know, that God has a plan for each of us, really, and He has a plan for our kids. And what He's doing through Awana and youth and children's church is molding the future leaders of your church. You know, we saw those kids up here this morning praising the Lord. It was amazing, right? Those are going to be the people that make decisions for this church one day, um, and I think it's important that we um, invest as much as we can and as hard as we can, and as often as we can. You know, if you told me 10 years ago I'd be leading the youth here, I would, have, I would probably have laughed then, too. Um, but I, took, I look back, and I see he's been really preparing me for this for a while. I've taught nursery. I've taught second grade, third grade VBS. And the whole time I thought, man, this is so tiring. But I, I, I love being around kids. I mean, I... My wife will tell you I'm pretty immature myself, <laughs> right? She tells people all the time she has five kids, you know, and it, it, does, it does take a lot to raise me, but I have, I have a blast around kids, and I just kind of feel like that's um, where God has led me, you know, and I told her, one day we were sitting back there, and Craig Robinson had this service, and she said, you know, that's going to be, up, that's going to be you up there one day. I said, there is no way that anyone will ever ask me to lead a service at this church. Well, Rhonda, I was wrong again, so you can uh, take that. All right, so, uh, so my next slide, it says, what, you know, what does this guy want? What is he up here for? Well, I'm just going to talk to you about why we as a church need to step up, and some of us are, but some of us can step up more and lead this next generation to become fully, fully devoted followers of Christ. You know, youth is not all pizza parties and dodgeball, although most youth things involve pizza and dodgeball. Um, you know, what does the Bible say about what we should be doing with youth? And, and Psalm 119.9 says this, How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. You know, that's what, you know, I read that verse and I try to remind myself of that verse every now and then. And I get caught up in the fun things of youth, too. I like playing dodgeball. I'm getting a little old to be playing dodgeball. I'm the most unyouth thing about this youth this Sunday, by the way. But I love playing volleyball. I broke my foot playing volleyball. I w- at youth camp, uh, me and uh, Becky Young, we found out we were way too old to be doing some of those things. But I love to get involved in that. But what's the important part? It's about teaching young people his word, really. And the church has a responsibility to our youth, and some folks here spend a lot of time doing that, right? So I want you to think about which category that you fit in here, all right? Parents, right? Parents of these kids. You know, I have kids. It's not easy getting kids ready in the morning and being here at a certain time, all right? That takes work, but you do it, all right? You're investing in our youth. Nursery workers, how many people have worked in a nursery before, all right? 
That's not easy, right? Screaming, crying, kids want their, you know, moms drop them off, they want their moms back, and, and it's up to you to sit in there. But one of the things I really love about our nursery is every now and then you walk in there and they'll be reading Bible stories to them and stuff. You know, come to Puggles uh, at Awana. And when those kids sit up here and they recite the 23rd Psalm, man, that's amazing, right? You're planting the seeds in their hearts then. Right, Awana workers. I mean, I look around the congregation and I see tons of Awana workers. That's a lot of work, but you're investing in our youth. Sunday school, uh, Wednesday night youth. You know, I thought about KOZ too. JR is around here somewhere. He, he spends like a Saturday, right, uh, once a month ministering to young men, you know, and uh, lifting them up. Do you bring your neighbors to church? You're investing in our youth. You know, as a scientist, which is what I normally do for a living, you know, we're taught to see a problem and then we work towards finding um, solutions. So I'm going to show you something that's kind of scary. So what exactly is the problem? Right? When we look at the data, 70% of young adults, once they leave home, leave church. And that's 70% of them. That's 7 out of 10. And so if you think it won't happen to your kids, you, you might be wrong. You might be surprised one day. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to build the word of the Lord in these kids' hearts so that when they do get out of, um, out of the home, they find that it's still important. 80% of the kids that did drop out said it just became unimportant to them, and that's kind of scary. We need to make church important. You need to, at home, and we can't do it all here by ourselves either. I can't do it for an hour and a half on Wednesday nights. It takes a group effort, and it's going to take parents, and it's going to take friends, and it's going to take family to make church something that's important for our kids. If you look at um, how people identify as Christians, 85% of people born between 1928 and 1945, which is sometimes called uh, the great generation or the lost generation, I don't know why they call it that, but they identify as Christians, and that's kind of the people that we know. That's the community that we kind of recognize around here. A lot of Christians. Well, 56% of Americans born between 1990 and the year 2000 only identify as Christians. And one of the things that we see, and in, in Pew Research said this, older generations of Americans are not passing along the Christian faith as effectively as their forebears. It's easy for us to look at kids and say, man, kids just don't behave the way that they're supposed to anymore. Kids aren't going to church like they should anymore. Um, but the responsibility falls upon us, I think. And I think the responsibility falls upon adults and Sunday school leaders and Awana leaders to take what you're doing to heart and realize that you're not just there to babysit kids. We're there to put the word of the Lord into these kids' hearts. You know, it can be easy to ignore teens, too. The truth is that they're desperate for adults to actually show up and invest in their life on a pretty consistent basis. You know, today's families are changing. Um, there's a stat where a large majority of kids in Towsville County don't even live with their own parents. You know, they have ever-shifting responsibilities and ever-shifting people in their lives. But I think, you know, Jesus is the one thing that's always unchanging. And it's, and it's up to us to show them who Jesus is. Well... What are we doing in our ministry? You know, what is, what is this guy up here doing uh, to try to make sure that these things are happening, right? One of the things that I, I decided to do when we came here is I wanted to reach teens for the church, 
not just this church. We have a lot of youth come on Wednesday nights that you won't see here on Sundays. You know, and, and I see the, the young life leaders here. Uh, and part of what they do is they try to reach kids who um, have, they don't want to go to church. And it's, it's important to teach those kids Jesus too. And so on Wednesday nights, you know, I run a van sometimes and I pick up kids uh, who don't come to Awana. They don't come to Sunday school. But we do what we can on Wednesday nights. All right, the other thing we're trying to do is we're trying to disciple and not just have a gathering. Like I said, a lot of it is pizza and dodgeball. But um, we try to teach godly character in those kids. We try to provide a space for them to grow in God's word and introduce them to who Jesus is and what he can do for them. We have to attract them, of course, by dodgeball and volleyball. But once we get them... You know, we, Travis does a great job when uh, I'm not around, and he likes to kind of pick up the slack sometimes, but we try to teach them what godly character is like. We try to teach them who Jesus is. We try to teach them what Jesus can do for them. The other thing that we're doing is we're trying to uh, build a bridge to what the mission of the church is. Hopefully you see them on Sunday mornings. You know, teens can serve now. It's... As an adult, how many times have you said this? You're not old enough yet, right? And sometimes it's important, right? Uh, my eight-year-old uh, Ella has bigger brothers. She has Grace too, but she's close. You know, she's probably closer to Josh and Justin when it's t- activity time. But they like to shoot guns, and she wants to shoot guns too. And so, you know, and she wants to go deer hunting. And I'm like, you know, it's maybe maybe you're just not old enough yet, right? So maybe it's not a good idea to let your eight-year-old fire off rifles, but um, it is a good idea to let teens serve in the church, right? So if your kid asks you, hey, mom, what, is there something I can do at the church? You know, come to, come to me, Zach, somebody, we'll find a place for them to serve. You know, handing out bulletins. My son loves to hand out bulletins. If we're here late, he gets very mad at me. He's like, dad, I can't hand out bulletins now. And, and, I th- and, and to me, it seems like, well, I mean, what is the big deal handing out bulletins? But he loves it. You know, he feels like it's his service, and he's plugged in, and it's important to me. We have teens that help in uh, children's church. We have a lot of teens that help in children's church. And Holly thanks them every Sunday, all right? We keep Holly sane on Sunday mornings, all right? We've got teens that serve in the nursery. You know, I see uh, kids in there holding babies, playing Uh, And those workers will tell you that they're a big help to them, too. We have teens helping in VBS, right? So if you're a teen here, and you're a youth person, and you're not helping, and you feel like, hey, I want to, come on, we'll find a place for you, right? Because one day, they're going to be um, the leaders of the church. They're going to be the deacons. Uh, They're going to be the people um, that you want to come to when you need something, Right, so why teens, right? You know, God has a track record of choosing teens to accomplish great spiritual feats. Think about Joseph. Think about what he did. He was a teenager. You know, Timothy, Esther, David. You know, God chose David to be uh, the king of Israel when he was just a small guy. Matthew 17 says this, you know, Jesus entered into uh, Capernaum. And this was after his transfiguration, too. And he visited the temple, 
And when he visited the temple, only Jesus and Peter paid the temple tax, is what the Bible tells us. And you know what that means? In Exodus 30, 14, it, talk, it says, All who cross over into the temple, those 20 years old or more, are to give an offering to the Lord. Right? So you guys know what that means? The majority of the disciples were teenagers. And that's who Jesus chose to invest in to begin to spread his gospel around the world. You know, he invested in teenagers. Psalm 71, 17 says this, O God, you have taught me from my youth, and I, dis- and I still declare your wondrous deeds. You know, again, we see um, youth and God's word being very important. During the first great awakening of the church, and this was in the 1800s, Jonathan Edwards, who was a pretty influential preacher of his time, said this, Revival has been chiefly amongst the youth. And you know why it's chiefly amongst the youth? It's because they're idealists. They're visionaries. They're unrealistic, right? They're not stuck in whatever rut that, you know, adults get stuck in at some point. You know, you get a teen that's on fire for Jesus and send them out into the world, they're going to change people, you know? I just think about the girls up here singing this morning, raising their hand and praising the Lord, right? They... They're not, they're not concerned about what you think, you know. They, they're all, if you get them on fire for the Lord, it doesn't matter. They'll share the gospel with whoever. You know, uh, there's uh, one of my favorite quotes is this. The most dangerous swordsman in France is the one who has never wielded a sword. And you know why that is? They don't know the rules. They just hack away until something happens, right? And that's the way teenagers are, uh, and it's, and it's hard for us to kind of envision that because we've, we've already, we think we know the rules. And they don't care what the rules are. <clears throat> this is, and I really like this verse. This comes from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. You know, if this verse isn't a case for working with teens, I don't really know what it is. Right? They're foolish. They're goofy. They're hyper. And, you know, and I love every minute of it. Um, they can change the course of nations and it's up to us to guide them in his word. So I urge this church to continue helping awaken the sleeping giant in our teens and fill them with resolve to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our community and the world. And before we end, um, three of our teens have volunteered to come up here you know, and just give a testimony of what youth kind of means to them. They're pretty nervous, so no mean looks from you guys when they're up here, all right? All right, who goes first? Did you guys vote on who went first? Ellie? All right, poor Ellie. All right, let's go, girl. Oh, hi. Um, I was kind of nervous about going first, but I guess you could say I kind of got voluntold. Um <laughs> Uh, I was given the opportunity to speak today, and I decided to take it. Uh, 
Jason asked me to talk about what youth meant to me, and I thought that would be pretty easy because considering how much this church does for our community and all the people in it, and I'm blessed to be one of those people. Um, I've come here for as long as I can remember, and I know almost everyone in this church, and I've learned so many things since I've been here. I've learned more about the Lord. I've come closer to Him, come closer to people my age, and all that they do for me. They're such great people. And um, I'm thankful for all the teachers and the volunteers who've taught me things throughout my time being here because it was so easy to want to learn about the Lord when you saw these people whose hearts were so filled with love for him and they just wanted to share it with you. It made you want to learn about him and want to spend eternity with him. And so as I grow older... My faith and my knowledge of God is still expanding, and I'm still growing further in Him. And my desire to know Him keeps growing as well. And that's why being part of the youth is so important to me. It allows me to learn about the Lord while being able to be with my peers if I have questions about the Lord that I don't understand or they know and they can help me with, or if I just need someone to talk to about some bad day or a good day or someone to pray with. They're always there, and Jason is always there too, and Travis. And um, I've been blessed to come to church here. I've blessed with a great family, great friends, great youth, and just a great church in general. And getting to know the Lord here and love these people has been truly amazing. And um, as I get to know God, I'm glad I can do it with these people. Um. I get to know the same God who I get to call my father, the same God who created all of us unique and who can move mountains and perform miracles. Hello. Okay. Um, uh, my name's Michaela. And uh, I just started going to this church uh, about two years ago. Uh, I was never really the kind of person that had a lot of friends. I had like a handful of people who were like really good friends and then just like a bunch of acquaintances. And um, so I was at soccer one day and Grace invited me to come to Awana's. And I was like, okay, that sounds kind of cool. And I go, and it was, it was a good experience, but I didn't really make it a habit of coming because I wasn't really that close with God at that point in my life. And um, about two years ago, my freshman year, uh, Grace invited me to come again. And I realized that this was like a really cool thing and I should really start coming more often because it would just be good for me. Um, and then a few weeks after that, um, they were like, hey, why don't you come to the youth group? And um, I was like, hmm, all right. And so I come to the youth group and I ended up, <laughs> I ended up, I ended up meeting um, some of my very best friends. Um, I now not only have so many people that I can talk to when I need advice and I need help with, and they're not just kids, like I have adults too, like Jason and Travis and Becky, and, but I now have the people that will give me advice from what they personally think I should do and what the Bible thinks I should do. Um, I've, they've helped me so much, and um, they've got me more involved with stuff like Awanas and Bible quizzing and Young Life, and um, they got me to do... Uh, 
they got me to become just a better person overall. And I'm now so much closer to God than I've ever been in my entire life. And I keep just getting closer and closer with him. And I really don't think any of that would have ever been possible without the youth group. And I honestly don't know where I'd be without them. So, yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Grace. I'm 17, and I attend youth here at church. Um, youth is something that I look forward to every week. It's just so much fun. It's so full of love and kindness, but it's also full of excitement and laughter. Um, everyone in youth gets along really great with each other, but one thing I do notice that's really amazing is that if I see a new face, half the youth has immediately gone over there to introduce themselves and to make that person feel as welcomed as possible. And that's just an extraordinary thing to witness. Um, that definitely means a lot to me because I know that I can trust my friends at youth to help me get through the trials that life tends to throw at us. You know, I can know that I can call Ellie or Abby or all of my friends, you know. Um, that also means something to me because as a teen, we are often pressured to look a certain way and to act a certain way. And um, that definitely happened to me. I started pointing out my flaws and asking God why he gave me the body he gave me. You know, why, why me? Um, but because of the friends I've made and the way youth has helped me, it helped me understand that what I was doing was extremely upsetting to God. It would be like you painting a picture and working so hard on perfecting every detail and then showing it to a friend and they immediately start pointing out what you got wrong. And youth helped me understand that that's exactly what I was doing to God. And um, it definitely helped me change my way of thinking. So I am very thankful for that. Um, and none of that would be possible if you guys didn't support our youth the way that you do. So I'm going to end on this. Youth wouldn't be possible without you. So thank you. All right, uh, I'm not sure I like that Grace is a better public speaker than I am, to be honest. <laughs> hey, I, I hope you enjoyed uh, this Sunday. Uh, I know that. I enjoyed it. I was pretty nervous about it. I was so nervous, in fact, that I came to church with two different shoes on. <laughs> they, they weren't, they, I, I have on the same shoes now, so don't, you don't have to worry about that. But, um, and they weren't even close either which is kind of sad, but uh, man, I'm so proud of those uh, three girls. That wasn't easy, and um, opening your heart in front of people is not an easy thing, but I, but I urge you to pray for our youth group. Pray for not just the teens. Um, you know, I teach on Wednesday nights anybody who's in sixth grade to twelfth grade, so if you know somebody who you think uh, would benefit from being a part of uh, what these kids are doing. 
you know, bring them. Wednesdays at 6.30, we're going to start the Wednesday after Labor Day. If you have kids who are younger than that, or uh, bring them to Awana. Man, Awana is an amazing, amazing thing. And it changes people's lives. And uh, they would benefit greatly from it. And if you want to work in Awana, I know a guy who needs uh, some Awana workers. You can see me afterwards. We've got some volunteers that are coming out. But it's important for teens to work in church, but we, I, we can't do it alone. We have a lot of people who help in a lot of ways, but we can always use more. So before we end the service, the, some girls are going to come back up and sing uh, so we can be dismissed. But before they do it, I want to pray. And after they're done singing, uh, you can be dismissed. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Uh, I thank you for the work that went into this service, the practice uh, for the praise team. I thank you for everything that they've done. Um, God, I pray for this church. Uh, as, as we begin looking for um, a lead pastor, give us wisdom. But God, let us never lose our vision for young people. I pray for parents. Uh, I pray for... Uh, Wana workers, I pray for our nursery and children's church workers, anyone who's working with kids, just give them, just energize them again. Help them to see um, the importance of what it is that they're doing. Uh, you know, reignite their fire if they're tired. Uh, but God, in, most of all, send them help if, if they need it. Uh, we pray that you would lay upon uh, people's hearts just to kind of step up and uh, help when they can. And God, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for what you've done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.